Wheeling Aviation Podcast is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. This is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Welcome to episode 307. In past episodes, we mentioned we'd be participating in the Triple Tree Flying, but you know, we really didn't really explain the purpose and the details of the event. So what I did is I got Rob Williams, the executive director of the Triple Tree Aerodrome, to join us today to give us some background and also explain to us uh, why this might just become your favorite aviation event for the year. Hey, Rob, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Carl. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is awesome, Rob. You know, in the past, we've uh, talked a lot before uh, in Lakeland, Florida, and uh, it's really cool that uh, I'm able to talk to you again. It's been quite some time since I've interviewed you, and Rob, you're always fun to talk to, especially now that you're running such an amazing show. This thing is, you know, I spent the last hour and a half looking at videos online, and it's just absolutely incredible. You know, it, it really it really is the place to go for fun, fellowship, and hospitality, and uh, so hats off to you for what you do there. Uh, but uh, before we get started, I want to say hi to Brianna. Brianna, it's uh, Brianna Dittman is joining me today also on the show. Brianna, hey, how's it going? You're uh, in sunny Florida, right? Hey, Carl, absolutely. Always, uh, always the sun is shining over here. So uh, <laughs> happy to be back with you guys. Awesome. Even though it's been a little bit of rain today, we just had a hurricane go through and it passed by us. So that was a good thing. So great to have you on, Brianna. Uh, we also, Brianna has had a, a past uh, history with Rob as far as doing some work Form over at uh, at a museum, I think it was. Is that correct? Yeah, just a little uh, a little place called the Florida Air Museum on the Sun and Fun campus. I had my first job in the aviation industry working for Rob, um, so he was an excellent boss and a really great starting mentor for me. Um, so I'm excited to see Rob again as well. It's really cool. Oh, yeah, it's, it's great to see you as well. So thank you very much. It was quite a, uh, a nice surprise when I saw you on there. So I'm glad you're doing well, and it's really neat to be here again. Yeah, for those that are, are listening, by the way, we, we didn't let him know that Brianna be on today. So I think it's kind of cool to get, get to meet up actually doing an interview on the show. Let's do the pre-flight. Before we start, though, real quickly, a thanks and a shout-out to our sponsors, uh, Pay It Forward program. That's stuckmikegavcast.com slash payitforward. Check out what you can do to help people get a scholarships guide. That scholarships guide has over $120 million in scholarships, and you can help somebody get one for free. Every dollar that we raise goes towards giving away a scholarships guide. And by the way, Triple Tree Aerodrome has some scholarships, and they're included in the guide. So if you want to check those out, you can find them in there. Again, go to stuckmikeavcast.com slash payitforward, or just click on the Pay It Forward uh, little icon there. Oh, and if you're looking for a free one, obviously you can go to the scholarships guide, click on that, and use the coupon code payitforward. Now entering cruise flight. Rob Williams, the executive director for the Triple Tree Aerodrome. Uh, so for those that are wondering, we did say that we we're going to go for a flying. Uh, let's get a little bit of background on Triple Tree, because I think it's something that a lot of folks don't even know what the purpose is. And also the fact that it's not, not just the aerodrome, is it? No, no, it's 
quite extensive what we do here. So, um, I mean, I've got a pretty unique background in aviation, flying commercially and then working my way into the nonprofit sector. And I've seen a lot of things in my time, but Triple Tree is by far one of the most unique things out there. So it started out in Greenville, South Carolina. Our founder, Pat Hartness, uh, is an avid aviator. He loves radio control aviation and general aviation. He would go to a lot of the uh, meets when he was a kid, and they did not like kids at the meets. So they kind of just uh, shoot him off to the side, made him feel a bit unwelcome. So his mission from when he was a young child was to create a place where everybody would feel welcome and we would trust people to make the right decisions and just to create a community of aviators for aviators. And that's truly what he's done. So he started out in the upstate of South Carolina, particularly in Greenville, South Carolina. His family was big in the bottling industry. And Pat went on to become the uh, uh, CEO of Hartness International that developed some of the most innovative products out there on the market. So basically any part of liquid that you ever had put in a bottle, his company found a way to do that faster and more efficiently. So it started off with just Pepsi and went from Pepsi to Coke to wine to mustard to ketchup. Uh, you cannot go too far without finding a product that had been created or uh, furthered by the Hartness International Company. Hartness International was sold to Illinois Tool Works. Now that name might not mean much, but it is one of the largest companies out there if you do your research. It is not a Fortune 500 company, it's a Fortune 200 company. So they did their research and they saw the great company that Pat and his family had built and Pat, the time was right for Pat to sell the company and he continued on with his passion of making the perfect airport for aviators. So it started out up there in Greenville. Um, for those of you that are up there in the upstate, it's, it's now become a hotel actually called Hartness Hotel. If you get a chance, check it out. Um, about three to 5% of the population of Greenville will live in the neighborhood that has a hotel, has a workout facility. It has a whole little community inside there, very similar to celebration. Um, so it's, it's an amazing thing there, but back in the day, um, they were having a good time flying radio control airplanes, doing things that good old boys like to do and just not causing any harm, kind of like a Dukes of Hazard song. But as Greenville got a little bit bigger, they, uh, People started growing and moving in the area, and they did not like the sound of radio control airplanes. In fact, Pat had a petition to ask him and Mary Lou to move out of the neighborhood because of the sound. And then, So he said, you know what? I'm not going to get kicked out of my neighborhood. I want to be a good neighbor. I grew up in Greenville. This is my place. So I'm going to go on. I'm going to send a search party out all across the southeast and look for a thousand acres in the middle of nowhere where I can invite my friends over to do radio control activities and just have a good time and not bother anybody. So the search team went all over the Southeast and really couldn't find much of anything until one day in the city of Woodruff, which is in Spartanburg County, they found 400 acres that was beautiful flowing acres, but it had been neglected over the years. It was a former watermelon pasture and it had been farmed and just the earth had just all the minerals have been sucked out of it. But Pat has a vision for things that not many people can see. And he stood out there and he, with his wife, Mary Lou, and they looked over the place and he started telling her, this is going to be here, this is going to be here, this is going to be there. And none of us could see it. I mean, I wasn't around back then, but I've heard the stories from the people. I, get, I thought he was crazy. Well, flash forward, 
they built a 7,000-foot runway. There are three lakes, a river, over 100 premium campsites. We host some of the most significant aviation events on the calendar, both general aviation and radio control. So those events started slowly moving out of Greenville at his house, which has now become the neighborhood and the hotel, out into Woodruff. And so people come from all over the world to attend our events, specifically the radio control events. The Joe Nall event in May is, if not the largest, one of the largest radio control events in the world. We'll have 10 to 15,000 people from all 50 states. Numerous foreign countries come and descend upon our property. It is almost like a United Nations meeting where everybody speaks aviation. Uh, one of our volunteers said it is a people event where airplanes show up, which is very true. Our next two biggest events after that are the Triple Tree Fly-In, which is general aviation, and that's happening in the end of September, and the NAL in the fall, which is radio control, and that happens right after the Triple Tree Fly-In. Well, one of the important things I want to mention is Pat and Mary Lou did purchase this land, and they turned around and they donated it in 2012 to the Triple Tree Aerodrome 501c3 nonprofit. So this is Pat and Mary Lou's gift to aviation. When you come to our airport, it is not our airport. It is your airport. It is, as Pat says, an experiment in aviation to see if he can create a place where everybody can come and get along and just enjoy themselves. So there are lots of great aviation events on the calendar. One of the things that makes us unique is we are not open to the general public. You have to be a member of an aviation organization. Now, we also don't turn anybody away, but you will not see giant billboards up on I-26. You're not going to see ads in the newspaper. We specifically target the aviation community. We don't have air shows. We have a general aviation event where people fly in. So it can be characterized as a real grass grassroots event. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that people seem to enjoy is that, you know, we'll have people that'll leave, you know, a significant amount of equipment out in the open, but they know everybody that's camping, camping around them. It is like a big family reunion for pilots. You know, that sounds like a lot of fun, but there's a big, another really interesting part of this organization. This got me really excited is the fact that, you know, when you come there, uh, you're actually helping promote aviation amongst uh, educational programs, et cetera, amongst all walks of life. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure, absolutely. So one of the, our missions is to ignite and expand the passion for aviation. And we do that through our ACE, or Aviation-Centered Education Portfolio. It's important to note that it is a portfolio, so it's a comprehensive group of programs for people of all ages, all the way from the young people that are we call it the ACE Reader at kindergarten through fifth grade, up to ACE Radio Control, which is about 12 years old to 15, where they learn radio control. And then we have scholarship opportunities for young men and women who are starting at about age 16 and a half up to, you know, 21, 22. We don't really put a cutoff age on it, but it's reasonable to be around there to still be in high school and to start pursuing your aviation goals. We also have outreach, in-reach programs where we go out to the schools. Schools come into us, AOPA and their Rusty Pilots Seminar. Um, I will talk a little bit about the scholarship opportunities. Um, I would say we have one of the most comprehensive programs available in the our region. Today, we've given over $100,000 in scholarships. 
We do a comprehensive interview of the guys and gals. We have them uh, honor us with doing some scholarship work and a small completion of a volunteer uh, private pilot program. Just we want to make sure that they've got some skin in the game, that they're serious and sincere about doing this because it is a comp com competitive interview process. We want to make sure that people that are having that are using the gift wisely. And, it, you know, they want to do it. And it's been wildly successful so far. Multiple private pilots have gone on. We've got a young lady now starting at United in their Aviate program. She's a graduate of Clemson University. Um, just, it's been a great thing. One of the graduates of our ACE programs is a young man named Ben Templeton. So Ben started out at about the age of two years old, doing volunteering and learned radio control at a very young age. And he grew up and got his private pilot certification. And, you know, during the COVID-19 pandemic, we were sitting around and it was, it was a gloomy time for everybody. I mean, it was, a, it was a rough time for all organizations. We did not have a revenue producing event in 22 months. We held it together through being fiscally responsible, but we talked it over. And, you know, one of the ideas was we need a mission of hope. There's a lot of bad news out there. You know, it's always something bad. And what we did was we had a young man, Ben, and we put him through a little bit of a 121 uh, captain upgrade training, if you will. So, Carl, if you remember from my time, I did some training at my airline and I put together a whole little, you know, upgrade program for him where he sat around. He learned about high altitude operations, mountainous terrain. And, you know, he was 17. And I remember thinking to myself, I, I don't know about this. And he actually put it in perspective for me. And a lot of the people did. And they said, look, don't think of it as I'm going around the unit, all 48 states. I'm going 80 miles at a time and stopping. He, he took off the and went up the Hudson River corridor, uh, had some great photos of the Statue of Liberty, uh, went on to the West Coast, had people put him up there. I mean, it was quite a team building activity that we had. So Ben was the one that was there doing all the work, but we had a entire group of people behind the scenes they were helping make that happen. It was quite a point of pride for us. So that J3 Cub he flew in has quite a historical part to it. So Pat was with his son, Sean, who's now our chairman of the board. And what happened at that event was uh, they were out at EAA AirVenture and they bought the plane from Paul Poe Beresny. And so they bought it, left it there, and then they flew it to the World's Fair the next day after AirVenture was done and brought it back to Triple Tree. And since then, Sean and Courtney, his wife, were very kind and generous and donated that J3 Cub to us to use for things just like that. What an incredible story. But, you know, it's amazing that this has all come out from like a, a phoenix out of the, the ashes of this 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 really big forest. And uh, the, it's, a, it's also amazing what everybody has done here. And one thing I, I think I'd like to point out at this point is that most of this is done by volunteers, isn't it? That's correct. Yes. So we have an amazing dedicated group of volunteers that span age groups and are probably one of the most diverse group of people I've ever seen. Uh, a lot of them are retired corporate pilots, like our, uh, our one guy, Dick. He cuts our lawn for us, and he was a corporate pilot for Michelin. And that's his new thing. He flies an airplane on the ground now. It just happens to be a lawnmower. Um, but we've got a lot of dedicated, dedicated volunteers that take off their vacation time to come out and help us out here at Triple Tree. So I've never seen anything like it. I have been involved in a lot of volunteer organizations. Each and every one of them is special with how volunteers contribute to it. 
but the ones here are just above and beyond and the dedication that they put into and the belief that they put into the mission that Pat and Mary Lou have set forth for us is second to none. Well, you know, Brianna, I think after this, I think I want to get involved. How about you? I absolutely think that it sounds like a great opportunity for getting involved. Um, and I think a trend that we notice here is how reliant um, organizations, especially 501c3s are in the industry on that help of volunteers. Um, I, I think that the people who work for the company um, make it happen just as much as, as the volunteers do. So it's always a great opportunity as well to be able to have an opportunity to get involved. Absolutely. So with that said, um, I know Brianna had this question, you know, how can we, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm in Florida, say I can't make it up this year. How can I get involved uh, either online or actually in person as a volunteer? Uh, how do we do that? Yeah, sure. So we do have a volunteer sign up on our website, uh, tta.arrow backslash volunteer, and it'll take you there. Or you can just go to the regular website. We do have a volunteer tab there. So we do have daily volunteers. We have event volunteers that come in and volunteer for the event. And we got a new group that we recently named called the Base to Final. So just like in aviation, your base to final turn is where you're getting ready to land and set up and where all the action happens. That is when all our action is happening, right before the event, when it's crunch time and we need last-minute things done. So that's a group of people that come in and get their campsites ahead of time and help us out. You know, we like to say at least 10 to ten days to two weeks beforehand. But one of the special things about Triple Tree is we're not clock watchers here. We know when people are getting work done. We know you're an adult and you're a grown-up. Many of these guys and gals have punched clocks their whole lives. So... We respect that and we honor that. And we know if they're coming in here that they're gonna get their jobs done and uh, help be a contributing member to what we have going on. So ideally 10 days to two weeks ahead of time, but if you show up eight days, if you show up five days, we're not gonna gonna count that against you. But we, what we would like is to know you're coming because in the fall, I have a four day break between two events. So people are coming, our, my RC people are coming in during the general aviation it can get a little confusing as to where people park at. Although we have 400 acres, people, it's just like church. People like sitting in their pew. So if they show up and somebody's in their pew, <laughs> it gets it gets to be a little interesting. People, you, you know the feeling. So, um, but yeah, that, that that works out great for us. And we're, we're real happy when those people come in and, and help out. And, you know, like Brianna said, we are very reliant on our volunteer staff to come here and help us not just during events, but throughout the year. And uh, that is a big point of pride for them. We started a volunteer squadron recognition program this year. Actually, two years ago we did, where our volunteers, many of my volunteers do not want recognized. But it's also a way that we can encourage other people to volunteer. If they see their buddy George on a list, they're going to say, well, why is George on that list and not me? I want to be on that list too. So it's a way of encouraging friendly competition amongst each other. And that was why we started that recognition program. And it's been very well received. As general aviation pilots, though, we, we always find some excuse to get together and talk airplanes. If you want to find out more, tta.arrow. And uh, also we'll have it in the show notes. But my question is this, if somebody who's looking for a general aviation event, what's in it for them? What are they going to see and, and what can they do? And by the way, is there barbecue? <laughs> Great question. So I'll, I'll just address thing, something real quick. When you talk about pilots, always love an opportunity to get together and talk. We recently had the South Carolina Breakfast Club, 
which is something that's been happening every year since 1938. Believe it or not, every other Sunday they get together. So we had an RSVP for about 80 and 300 showed up to the event. And so that was an amazing, amazing time. Everybody got together, had a great time. So as far as our other general aviation events you have, I'll discuss the Triple Tree Fly-In, most importantly, there. Uh, actually, it's the closest one out there for us and the largest event we have. So yes, there is barbecue. So Saturday, we do have our barbecue and a couple other marquee food events, if you will, on Thursday is cook your own steak night. We'll give you a filet mignon steak and you cook it on our grills overlooking our our lake there overlooking the trees, overlooking the runway. It's it's an amazing evening for that. The, the, on Friday night, we have what's called the Taste of Triple Tree. We had about 600 people at that event last year. It's a tasting of 20 to 25 food stations where you go around and sample different cuisines that our volunteers and vendors have put together. So it's a real fun event that's there. In addition to that, you'll see some of the finest vintage aircraft that are out there. You'll have a bunch of guys and gals who want to just sit around and talk about aviation. We have a new navigational challenge we're doing this year from the Carolina Aviators Network. We do have a few guest speakers here and there. One of our highlights is on Friday night when Gary Powers Jr. will be speaking to the crowd. And we also have got a really, really neat aviation maintenance workshop on that Saturday. So there's something going on all throughout the week, but you're not going to find a lot of flags and banners and bells and whistles. That's not what we're about here. We're about the aviator, about enjoying each other's company, the fun, the fellowship and hospitality, and we're keeping our flying boutique in nature. Yeah, absolutely. I tell you, after watching uh, at least an hour and a half of videos, uh, I got really excited because I, I felt like I was at a pancake breakfast, but that extended for a week. In other words, you know, it was that relaxed kind of feel that, you know, we just had fellowship with other aviators. And that's something I, that's really exciting about this. So if I'm going to fly in, though, or if I'm going to drive in or whatever, how do I how do I find you guys? Well, on a sectional chart, we're listed as SC00, so Sierra Charlie 00. We are a private airport, and it is advisory service only. So we highly encourage everybody to, first of all, pre-register. So pre-registration stops on the Thursday before the event. You do get a discount for if you do pre-register on meals, on camping, on uh, admission. So there's a little discount involved. There's so a little incentive for people to do that. And also there's the pilot review beforehand. So we ask you to come on, review the advisory procedures. We do have a little bit of a white line set out on runway three. We're asking that everybody tries to land beyond that for a safety reason. So it just helps you and familiarizes yourself with the approach and departure procedures. So uh, Austin Bantari, young man that I knew from CFAA, has actually been working on developing that arrival procedure in partnership with the FAA. So real proud of Austin and what he's done there. And most recently, I know, you know, Brianna was there working in the museum and I still keep in touch with a lot of those people. And uh, at Young Aviators, we had three of them come on up. So Slade, Nolan and Austin came all the way from Lakeland, Florida and helped put on the event as part of our Young Aviators Council. And I'd just like to give a little shout out to the three of them, as well as Austin became engaged to Madison uh, while they were up here in Greenville. Being in Central Florida, we were very fortunate to have the Central Florida Aerospace Academy and Polk State College so close. Um, the programs that they had in there were amazing and second to none. 
There is another program out here in the upstate of South Carolina led by Doug Adamatis, which is the Greenville Technical Charter High School. So they have an aviation program. They do the AOPA curriculum. And Doug recently developed uh, Avicom. So Avicom is the first of its kind statewide aviation competition for aviators. It's just like what we did at Polk State, Carl, with NIFA, but it's with uh, computer simulation. And we actually had some of the NIFA people come in and administer a general aviation knowledge test also. So it's kind of like a decathlon for pilots. So what happened and what is going on at CFA in Polk State is very special. And what is happening in the upstate of South Carolina at Greenville Technical Charter High School is also very special. So real proud of what Doug has accomplished there. And Triple Tree is really happy to partner with him and watch that program grow. And hoping those young men and women can come through our programs, have scholarship opportunities, and go out there and be productive citizens. So if you have an opportunity, make sure you check out Polk State College for your collegiate needs and Greenville Technical Charter High School and the Central Florida Aerospace Academy for high school opportunities in Central Florida and in the upstate of South Carolina. You know, Rob, I really appreciate you coming here today, and I tell you that that was a great plug. And by the way, if you're looking for fun fellowship and hospitality, there's no better place than Triple Tree from a lot of my friends that have actually made it there. I can't wait to get up there. We do have somebody that's going to be on the ground uh, this year. That'd be uh, Bill English is going to be there, and uh, we're going to try to do some recordings there. But something, just remember, there's something going on all year long at Triple Tree. Uh, Rob, you touched on that. There's many different programs educationally for fellowship. Many different things that are happening, and it's Rob Williams. Hats off to you for doing that. Uh, take, he's taken all that experience he's gotten in the past and brought it to Triple Tree. And I think uh, just from what I've seen over the past few years, uh, you've really brought to fruition some great programs uh, and have expanded some amazing programs in the past. So thanks so much for doing that. Well, thank you. I appreciate the time today, Brianna. Really happy to see you out there being successful, what you have going on. And Carl, it's just been an amazing 10-plus years. We've known each other, and I'm really, really honored to be on your podcast. So thank you. Yeah, thank you again, Rob, and I appreciate that. And uh, let's uh, let's all get together and have some of that barbecue. Uh, there's, I really encourage you to go out to their website, by the way, tta.aero, because you can see some of the video of some of the, the different events they have, especially some of the barbecue, the fly-ins, uh, amazing aircraft. By the way, the airport looks like a golf course, and you have to see this super cutter they have, this super uh, – it's, it's the biggest mower I've ever seen. And they – you literally could probably golf on this runway. It's like 7,000 feet by 400 feet. And uh, I, I tell you, I think I could land a jet on that thing. It's it's just so well-maintained. But again, Rob, thanks for, for coming here. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing your group out there at the Triple Tree Flying. And it's tta.aero. A-E-R-O, and y'all have a great day and stay safe. Thanks. And if you're listening right now, make sure that if you're excited about aviation, you check out tta.aero and the Triple Tree Fly-In and all the events throughout the year. I really appreciate everybody listening today, and we do thank our sponsors and those folks that have paid it forward here at stuckmikeavcast.com slash payitforward. If you want to be one of those people that give away a scholarships guide, go up to the top right and hit pay it forward. Every dollar we raise goes towards scholarships and, and helping people get free scholarships guides. Some of those are actually from Triple Tree Aerodrome. Folks, I really encourage you and everybody here at the Stuck Mike Avcast encourages you to keep that aviation passion alive. Try to do something today, whether it's going out, watching RC aircraft, going to Triple Tree to watch an, a neat air show, or to just have some fellowship. 
Try to do something today to keep the passion of aviation alive. And we'll talk to you next episode. And safe flying out there. You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Abcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Abcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production.